Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh. Big fish shit, y'all know what it is. It's been a week, man. It has been a week. A uh, lot of lot of valuable lessons that I learned this week. A lot of takeaways. Um, some negatives, some positives, or but all lessons, you know. So some of those le- lessons came from, you know, some negative experiences. But I'm going to focus on the positive experience. And it was one that I had last night. And actually, I can't even say it started last night, but it started with earlier in the week when my boy, my brother, Yoni, uh, he reached out and he lives down in Miami. And he asked me to attend a Friday night dinner with him and his family, which is a tradition in the Jewish culture, and it's called Shabbat. So I wanted to, because I, I was really blown away by everything um, that Shabbat represents, and you know, throughout the week, I found myself, you know, trying to, you know, Google like, all right, what do I bring to a Shabbat? What do I dress? How do I dress? Uh, you know, what what am I supposed to eat? You know, I don't eat meat or fish or eggs, so for me. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm not disrespecting anybody by, you know, not eating certain foods. And, you know, you, you walk into a new experience, so you just want to make sure that you know as much that you're walking in, not offending anybody, not offending their culture. But he's so cool, you know, he's like, you know, whatever, just come. <laughs> and it's funny because I knew he was kosher. It's a quick little story. I knew he was kosher because we went out one time and he didn't eat. But I wasn't sure, you know, about, you know, the wines, you know, some people, you know, still drink regular wine, non-kosher wines, you know, some people only drink kosher wines. So I just wanted to make sure that I was on point with everything because I I really, I got a lot of love for this dude, man. I got a lot of love for my brother and he, (laughs) he didn't give me any guidance, but I actually brought him a bottle of wine before and we sat and we had a, he had a, a nice bottle that I found out was a very special bottle that we drank a few weeks ago on a Friday, actually, but I didn't stay for dinner that night. So we just, you know, wrapped a little bit, talked, kept, caught up. And I realized like, yo, I got him a bottle of wine. Like I didn't even, like it wasn't kosher or anything. Like he probably, but he's so, like I said, he's so cool. He probably just, you know, put it in the, the wine, you know, put it to the side and you know, who knows, whatever. He didn't make a big deal out of it. He didn't tell me. But this time I made sure, like, I'm on point. I'm making sure I'm getting kosher one, a good one at that. So I walked in, and I'm just going to give you my experience 
because, and the overall reason why I'm giving you this experience is because everything made sense after that dinner. Like I work with a lot of, you know, Jewish people. I work with a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds and cultures, religions, ethnicities. And I've always studied the Jewish culture because in a lot of areas, I, how can I put this? I, I appreciate a lot of the things in their culture and I look up to a lot of the things that they do, their outlooks, um, their discipline, their traditions, and the results that they're able to get in society with their families. Um, all these different areas, various different areas. I just look up to them in a lot of ways. So I wanted to study and learn from it, see how you know I can implement some of those same things into my own life and my future family, my current family, just so we can uh, continue to always elevate, of course. So, like I said, I went to this dinner, didn't really know what to expect. It was my first one. But at the end, I just walked out like I'm still kind of on a high. I was going to wait till tomorrow to actually record this. I wanted to get all my notes together a little bit more thoroughly. However, I just wanted to just jump on. I'm like, no, nah, I'm on a high. I got to talk about this right now. I have to share my experience while it's as fresh as possible. So, like I said, it just made sense. Everything makes sense. You know, once I sat there and I, all right, let, let's, let's actually just get into it. Okay, so Shabbat. And this is me, just my observation. So I don't really know the ins and outs of how somebody in the Jewish culture would describe what Shabbat is, but I actually didn't want to look up the, you know, the definitions or look up the traditions, you know, on Wikipedia or any website. I just wanted to give my thoughts and my feedback on it and uh, my takeaways without, you know, feeling like, oh, Shabbat is this, Shabbat is that by just, you know, Googling something. So what, what is Shabbat based on my takeaways? So I know that it's, you know, a time that they take to just rest on the, the seventh day, Saturday, uh, there's no electronics, um, no business that's done. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that they give up. Um, but, you know, these are some of the things that I just noticed. I know it's a family dinner. Um, it's 24 hours of, this is how I see it, 24 hours of just escaping society's norms to refresh and realign ourselves with the universe, God, and our purpose and our own norms. So, 24 hours of escaping society's norms to refresh and, al and realign ourselves with the universe, God, and our purpose, and our own norms. And an appreciation of family and a celebration of life. So these are just some of the, the takeaways that I had. And I started to think about that, that word tradition. You know, it, it kept coming up, and I'm sure it'll, you know, come up a, a lot in, on this episode and I started to think, you know, what, are, what is the purpose of tradition? Um, and, you know, tradition allows us to stay connected with our daily and weekly customs. You know, and a lot of these customs, a lot of us don't even have daily and weekly customs. Um, but the customs I see in the Jewish culture are, it's the activity that will lead them to becoming successful because they align all of these customs with an overall family elevation, um, improving and flourishing as a family. And a lot of traditions 
um, or customs, I should say, these are not things that are just the fun stuff that you're going to do every day that you, you wake up. Um, it's the stuff that you have to be constantly reminded about. It's the stuff that, like I said, aligns with our purpose or their purpose. Uh, you know, I'm throwing myself in there as well. Cause like I said, I'm, Hey, I, I take game when I peep game when I, you know, I'm, Hey, I add that to, you know, my life as well. So, you know, a lot of these things, these customs, they'll, they'll, you have to be disciplined. You have to be focused, um, laser focused in a lot of ways to to make sure that you're continuing um, to align, align ourselves with different activities that are going to lead to us being successful. And like I said, a lot of times those things are not the fun things. So how do we make sure that we're still doing them? A lot of different ways. And for one, reminding us of our purpose. So when we are reminded about our purpose in which these customs align with, then it makes it easier. It's like practicing, you know, practice. I don't feel like practicing today. You know, practice is whack. I just can't wait to the game. But when you understand the purpose of practicing so you can be successful and have all those amazing moments during the game, then it all makes sense. It allows you to make sense of everything to where now it's like, okay, well, yeah, I need to focus on practice. You know, I need to give, you know, my all, give all my energy, give all my effort. So it allows us to, to just have a little bit more focus on what we need to do that may not be the fun things, but that's going to put us in the best possible position in the overall big picture to be successful. So, Tradition reminds, of, reminds us of our purpose, um, that we are here. It reminds us that we're here for something bigger than ourselves. And that was one of the things that I took away from the dinner where it's, and, I, and I'll always look at the word humbling, um, you know, a lot of different ways. Um, you know, we talked about it on the podcast. Um, we talked about it on just our Instagram accounts, but Sometimes it is important for us to have certain humbling aspects to our lives to where we will never become bigger than our overall purpose, especially as it relates to our family. Our overall purpose should be our family, so one person should never become bigger then the family, you know, you should play your role to the best of your ability and understand that you are a piece to a much greater puzzle. All right. So what is it? What else? It brings us closer with our families, friends and creates these stronger bonds. Just imagine, you know, we, we I'm sure we all go out to restaurants, maybe with our significant others, our family members, friends. And what is everybody doing? Everybody's on their phone whether it's business, whether it's playing a game, whether it's checking your Instagram, whatever it may be, always on the phone. We know that that takes away from, you know, the bonds that we have, uh, the, the, the connections that we have. So just imagine just something as simple as just putting your phone off. Like I, as soon as I got there, I turned my Apple Watch off, turned my phone off and just sat it down at the door, you know, so I wouldn't even be tempted to even look at it. I didn't want it to ring accidentally, anything. 
just because I wanted to fully embrace the culture and the experience. And just putting that to, to the side allowed me to be so much more in the moment with everyone and just be more engaged. And I was so impressed with how my bro's kids, they didn't, you know, he has one son and three daughters and especially the younger one. She's probably two, two years old, somewhere around there. Um, just the sweetheart of a kid. And she wasn't asking for, you know, uh, uh, oh, I want to play with mommy and dad's phone. Or I want to play with, you know, the iPad. Or I want to watch TV. I want She fully, matter of fact, she said it. You know, they asked her, you know, if she's allowed to, you know, get on her phone or get on their phone or the iPad. And she says, not, not on these days. And she said, she said it, I forget exactly how she said it, but she basically said not on Shabbat. Like this is the day that is just meant for family. Um, and everybody just really embraced it. And they, and I asked them, you know, is it still hard for you for some of the older siblings? And they said, no, we're just used to it now. You know, and a lot of their friends actually do the same thing. So it, uh, it, it, it makes it easier because it's just something that everybody does. It's the culture that our entire circle embraces. So that really, you know, I, I was impressed by that because I don't know if I could put my phone down for 10 minutes without thinking about it, you know, feeling the urge to check something. And this, and I'm, and I'm somebody who I acknowledge the benefits and or the de how detrimental it can be to just be so attached to your phone, to attach to our phones, but it's still hard. And that leads us to our next point, which is it creates structure and discipline. Structure and discipline. I mean, we're going to talk about that in our next point when we get into, you know, all the things that we lack in society, um, because that was the next point that I was drawn to. I said, everything that they're doing right here, everything that this family is doing by habit now, every week, the customs, everything, it is exactly what we lack in society. It's like the opposite of what society's pushing, where society, you know, has us embracing all these things that we all know are just terrible for us, terrible for our health, mind, body, so what, terrible for everything. But they're doing everything right here for a day out the week. Think about it. That's 24 hours out the week. That's a lot to where they are just concentrating on creating a structure, discipline, and focus around their family as they build these bonds, as they reconnect with their, their loved ones, and as they reset and distance themselves from all the ills of society. So let's get into you know, all the things that when we look at society, where I feel that we're lacking. You know, we talked about their tradition, creating structure and discipline. Well, I'm sure it doesn't take much for us to look at society and just see that there's just a lack in structure, discipline, focus, unity, guidance, purpose. Think about all these things. Those are all the things that I just identified that I felt I experienced 
with this family on Shabbat. And I, and I, even as I'm saying it now, when you think about, you know, them inviting me there, I was very appreciative yesterday, very appreciative the whole week. But when you think about it, it's, they let me in. They let me into the secrets that have allowed their family to just, like I said, elevate. A lot of people just, a lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of people wouldn't do that. It shows, you know, their hearts, their 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 passion. It shows everything, and I'm so appreciative of it because that's something that a lot of people who, you know, we may share more similarities culture-wise or any other area, a lot of people wouldn't do that. But to be honest, a lot of people don't have those type of family gatherings. So I guess I wouldn't even be in a position for it to even get invited to a lot of those things. But neither here nor there. And it, it reminded me of, you know, we had a conversation actually last night and we were talking about uh, freedom. And I mentioned how freedom, this is something that I always talk about with you all, but freedom has brought, brought about so much chaos. Like freedom sounds good. And we had an episode about this before, but in all actuality, it, we, we, don't, we aren't responsible as human beings enough to be free. Not, not the mainstream culture, not most of us. Maybe my bro and his family, they clearly are. And it's funny, the people that probably could operate the best with freedom, those are the ones that embrace the most structure and discipline. So we have to, that, that has to make us think, you know, are we going about this the right way? And when I say freedom is brought about so much chaos, you know, to me, when I think about humans and I say we're not responsible enough to live without structure and guidance and rules, we're not. And this is something that I've gone back and forth with, especially when it comes to religion. I've, uh, you know, I've been very vocal about certain things that I do not like about religion. And probably over the past year, I've just sat back and realized that, <laughs> man, I, we need religion. And my, my, I still have those same problems that I had before when it comes to religion, at least as it pertains to my culture. But when I say we need religion, I almost think, you know, I, I always believe that religion should be meant to elevate a particular group. If you identify with that group, you know, you should have your own religion that makes the most sense for you. That, you know, take it, take it or leave it. It is what it is. Let's not, you know, don't don't be don't get too emotionally invested in what I just said, where, you know, we're distracted from the overall purpose of what I'm saying. And when I look at humans that don't have structure and guidance and discipline. We're really no greater than animals. We're really no greater than animals we will rob, will kill, will steal, will rape. We'll do anything to justify our animal-like instincts, whatever that is. To mate, to eat, whatever it is. We revert back to animals. 
just being animals instead of an elevate an elevated being which is a human being because we have certain things in us that animals don't have so therefore we should hold ourselves to a higher standard but when we have no structure and no guidance we are no greater than animals we see it all the time we see it all the time we will we'll step on our mom to get a dollar we'll you know stab our friends in the, whatever it may be and th- that's where the lack of structure people have nothing to follow you know it, it it sounds good to say oh people should just be able to do whatever they want and be free and that sounds good but where has it worked it's not practical and in my opinion I don't have the stats out right now, and it would be hard to even find some accurate stats. But, you know, this this freedom, you know, let it's led to more mental illnesses because we don't want to guide our kids. We allow them to do whatever they want. We tell them they are the most beautiful and perfect things in the world. And then when they go out in the world. They don't receive that same energy. Because why? Because they're not the most perfect things in the world. They're not the most beautiful things in the world. They're not perfect. But that's okay. Nobody is. It it reminds me, okay, think about this. Your value on your job is what? Monetary-wise. Your value, what what determines your value in the, the marketplace? When you're trying to look for a job or looking for a job, what someone is willing to pay you, your value is based on what someone is willing to pay you. Period. That's your value. When you're going to look for a new job, what do they say? Well, how much were you making at your old job? And then based on that, they'll figure out a number of what they're comfortable paying you based on what you're going to bring to the table. So we have to stop convincing our kids that you're already perfect at five years old. You're already perfect at 10 years old. You're already perfect. No, you're not. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And it has to be an ongoing process of focus, discipline, and structure. Maybe every day, maybe, maybe every week reflecting on these things and reminding ourselves of this. What is our purpose? At the, we do it at the end of games. We look at the film after the game. How did we do? What could we have done better? You know, what did we learn from this? You, you, I've never seen a coach just come in, hey, we, we played perfectly. You guys keep it up for next week. No, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Because when we're convincing our kids that they're already perfect, it's setting themselves up for extreme disappointment. Because when they go out to society, they're going to be faced with a reality check of what their real value is. And, and, And that's what, and a lot of kids, because they've been coddled and spoiled and told that they were, you know, prince and princesses their whole life. They can't face 
challenges. They can't face reality. They're not equipped to deal with it. All they're equipped to, to deal with is somebody telling them that they're perfect. Now, imagine what that does to their mental health. We have kids who are making decisions for, you know, who and what they are. I thought, you know, if you well, if you're religious, doesn't God determine who and what you are? Or whoever you see as your God? And, and I'm not going to go into this too much because I know it's such a, uh, a, a hostile topic. Um, you know, it, it's such one of those topics that you bring up and people just get so, so, so emotionally fired up to where you can't have a rational conversation. You can't have a logical conversation about it. But I, I will say this on it. You know, I can't help it. But, and, and, and you guys can kind of read between the lines, but imagine a kid determining what they want to be for the rest of their life when they're 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, even 17 years old. They'd probably change that a thousand times, right? Based on new experiences, based on a bunch of stuff. So should we allow, should we not give our kids any guidance? Should we just tell them like, hey, live free, just let it flow, do whatever you want to do, feel however you want to feel. If you woke up today feeling like this, then you can be that. No. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. Let me just leave it there. You guys know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about that I noticed with my dinner compared to a lot of, you know, my own individual culture and the culture of, you know, a lot of other, you know, not just black culture, but a lot of other cultures, but it's the superficial traditions versus the real traditions. And what do I mean by superficial traditions? You know, what, what, what kind of traditions do we have in black culture and just most cultures, actually, um, gender reveals. This is something that I'm not taking any shots. You know, a lot of times stuff happens in my personal life and <laughs> it influences what I say on here, but I'm not taking personal shots. This is all just so we can grow and focus in on something that we may not have been paying enough attention to. So I, I don't even know when, you know, these things started happening, but you know, doing gender reveals. You know, it, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's cool, I guess, if it's your family, you know, you want to, you know, do a reveal. But some of these things are so damn extravagant. It's like, yo, you just, ah, see, now I'm getting into my personal life. I'm taking a little shot. I right, a little shot. But you see these damn committees to put together gender reveals. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Baby showers. Bachelor, bachelorette parties, these blown out of proportion weddings. They got whole damn teams. It's like a job, like to put together a lot of these things with a budget, with this, that. And it's crazy. Like, what, what is really the purpose of all this? So it looks good on Instagram. So you can feel better about yourself having a, a baby. Um, so you can get gifts. I don't know what it, I'm really asking. I'm really asking because how I see things like I don't want like I'm doing all 
I see a lot of this stuff and I just like wait till I get there. Like I'm doing this totally different. This just doesn't make any sense. And I don't even shoot. I don't even like all these people. I don't even want them around my kids. Like, shoot, half the people in my life, man, I don't, I don't wouldn't trust y'all around my kids, feeding them all this brainwashed thoughts and no. So it, it's just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And these to me are just, they're just superficial traditions. They're Instagram events. That's all they are. You see it. Everybody got the camera out. You know, they just put it on their stories, put it on their reels, whatever. It's just Instagram events. Now, you look at those, you know, traditions, those superficial traditions, compared to when I look at the Jewish culture. And I see more male, female, men, women, rites of passages. You know, children, their rites of passage to becoming an adult, bar and bat mitzvahs, meaningful holidays with sacrifice, real sacrifice, real knowledge being passed down, purpose being revisited, protection plans, financial plans, survival strategies, just in case something happens, this is what we're prepared for. Verse just being happy to go to grandma's to get your favorite plate of soul food. Think about it. Think about it. Most of our traditions are just based on when we get really excited about it and we say, oh, I can't wait till Christmas. I can't wait till Thanksgiving. I can't wait till Easter. Man, you just can't wait to eat the food. Let's be real. It has nothing to do with any purpose, anything else. It has nothing to do with that. There's nothing to do with that. Half the time, you don't even want to see your family. Half the time, you're dreading, you know, you're weighing out whether, like, damn, I really want this food, but I don't feel like seeing my family. Man, forget it. Let me just go get a plate. Matter of fact, yo, you could bring me back a plate. Think about it. Think about it. Tell me if I'm lying. There's no, we have no meaningful traditions. None. I go to, I, I'm in the family room, I walked past the family room yesterday, and I was reminded, because when I first sat down there, this, it's almost like a TV stand, but it's a bookcase. No TV on it, it's a bookcase. There's no TV in the family room. There's no, everybody just comes over to watch the big game. No. It's let's sit down, let's talk. Let's talk about our traditions. Let's talk about our ancestors. Let's talk about our heritage. Let's talk about what got us here. Let's, let's share our own biblical-like stories that we can learn from. That's not being done in our culture. And it's, it's so... It can get so frustrating because, you know, whenever and this happens a lot, and I've, I've, I've talked to you guys about this before, this happens a lot in my life where, you know, when I, when I, just like right now, I'm real excited to share this with you because I want us all to, you know, flourish. Obviously, this entire podcast is based on elevation. OG is based on elevation. Big fish, like that's what we want to elevate. And we want to help others elevate as well. So 
you know, I'm just very excited to share this with you. But a lot of times when I share this stuff, when I say, well, hey, this other group does this or this other culture does this. It's like, why I got to do what that other culture does? They're not perfect. Oh, so because they're not perfect, you can't learn anything from them. Okay. Oh, so the because the Patriots only went to 10 Super Bowls in 20 years and they didn't win 20 Super Bowls, I can't learn anything from them. Do you, do you realize how dumb that sounds? Because uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, because they, they didn't have all perfect games, I can't learn anything from them. I can only learn things from people that are perfect. Think about how silly that sounds. But that's, that's what we, see, that's the excuse that we give ourselves because imagine, imagine, let's take Kobe, for instance. Or like a Floyd. Like I like talking about these disciplined athletes that outwork, outsmart everybody. That's just what they do. And it's, and it's through the work that they put in. It's not because, oh, I'm just that much more talented than everybody. That's not what it is. It's I'm willing to work harder and smarter than you on a consistent basis and sacrifice things that you're not willing to sacrifice and be disciplined and focused to certain levels that you're not willing to go to. That's why. But you think if Kobe, let's say you're a basketball player, you go to Kobe. You say, like, yo, I want to get better. Okay, we'll be here tomorrow at 5 a.m. And in all actuality, if I tell you to be here by 5, somebody told me to be here by 5, then I'd be here by 4.30. And I'd already have my conditioning. I'd already give up, a, you know, 500 shots. I'd already... What? I got to do all that? Bro, I thought you was just going to give me like a, like a magic pill or give me some like Mike shoes that I could put on like Bow Wow to just play better. People don't want to embrace the traditions that has led to the other cultures that we see becoming more and more successful because they know that there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it that we are not disciplined, focused, and courageous enough to give up. Or to do, I should say. We're not willing to give up certain things and we're not willing to do other things. And it's going to take a combination of both. And we wonder why. You, 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 we, we want stuff to be fun. We want to be on the, the football team that's fun. Meanwhile, they want to be on the, the team that wins. Because fun doesn't always lead to, you know, you having a fun life doesn't necessarily lead to your, your kids having a better life. But you winning in life is a great, it's something great to pass down to your kids and that will directly impact their life in a positive way. But that's not what we're necessarily looking for. We just want to have fun. We just want to have fun. I was just watching this M1 um, documentary and they were talking about streetball and they said that, you know, the players were talking about and they said, oh, it doesn't even matter about winning and losing. It's just, you know, putting on a show. Excuse my language, but if that's not the most nigga shit I've ever heard in my life. And I understand that that may be true for them. But think about that. Like when I heard that, I was just like, I I was puzzled. I was like, wait, what? 
It's not about winning and losing. It's about putting on a show. White man can't jump. Something my dad always brings up. That line where Billy Hoyle told, he told Wesley, he said, yeah, y'all rather look good and lose than look bad and win. Something like that. And I heard it in the M1 documentary earlier today that I was just, I was like, let me tap into this real quick. What are we doing? What are we doing? We got to ask ourselves that. And I promise you, I'm not going to go off on a tangent. I'm going to get back on, on topic. But I want us to understand that we have to take our lives more seriously. We have to stop pushing for freedom. What's the point of freedom? What, what does that even mean? What's the point of freedom? Okay, you want to be free. The most free people I see, I'm down in Miami right now. Are the people living on the beach? People, they don't, they don't have any rent. They don't have anything. They just live free every day. They do whatever they want to do. Is that what you want? And if that's what you want, then cool. But what is free? Winning is not free. Winning costs more than losing. Think about that. There is a higher price to be paid in order to win than to lose. So why are we pushing for freedom? Let's win. Let's figure out a way for our family to win as a family, to grow as a family, to elevate as a family. We have to stop with this childish perspective on life that we have because it's just easier for you to get through life and have no responsibilities and not hold yourself accountable. Like who wants to, who wants to every week sit down and hold ourselves accountable and have to look our, our family in the face and say what was good about our week and, you know, what things we learned, who wants to do that every week with no distractions, you know, who, no, I'd rather just be able to, you know, just scroll through Instagram and see somebody else's life or just put up a picture and, you know, make it seem like my life is amazing. All right, so back to, I told you I'll get back to it. So when I think back to football, we had game plans every week. She had to go through playbooks that are thicker than any book that I've ever read. <laughs> like, think about it, a playbook thicker than, thicker than any book that I've ever read. And I'm not mad at, you know, the football playbooks, but what I am mad at or discouraged by is that we don't even have playbooks for our own life. We don't have hundred year goals for our family, generational goals for our family, even a, a year goal. Like, Hey, you know, what do we want to do for, you know, with our family as a family, you know, where do we want to be? You know, first identify where we are right now, why we're there, and then think about where we want to be and what it's going to take to get there for the next year. We don't have that. We don't pool our money. We don't have family businesses. Maybe it's because we don't have a strong enough bond with our family. Maybe because we don't think that our family members are disciplined enough and purpose-driven enough to the point where you even want to go in, in business with them. 
And I always, you always hear the the saying, oh, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. You hear it all the time. Nah, a lot of us, we, we do plan to fail. We, do, we definitely plan to fail. Just look at most of the things we do and don't do. If I don't study on a test, I am planning to fail. If I don't have a game plan in life, I am planning to fail at life. Look at our culture. It's like the blueprint to failing. Look at our entertainers, music, movies. Look at everything. That is the blueprint to how to, how to, get, a, how to get a group to fail in life. Oh, let's just look at the black culture. Let's just look at this other culture. Because it's not, like I said, the standard. I, look at, I study a lot of different cultures. And the standards of certain cultures are what set them apart from others. The standard, the standard that is set. And standards are determined by what you are willing to sacrifice for, work your butt off for, be disciplined, be focused, be courageous enough. To do things on a consistent basis to where we're constantly elevating our standard for ourselves and for our family. So as much as people think we don't need to learn from other cultures, as I said before, that's just because we don't want to put pressure on ourselves to do what other cultures are willing to do in order to win. We'd rather search for easier ways, easier things, another way. Knowing in the back of our head, knowing in our hearts, knowing we just know. You know I don't even want to. Don't even got to be that. You know, we just we know that there's no other way. You want to become a better ball handler in basketball, then dribble the ball more. You want to become better at math, do more math. You want to become a better runner? Run. It, it's, it's not, like this is not complicated. We always talk about it. It's very simple, but people are scared of simple. Simple intimidates people. Because that way there's no room for fluff. There's no room for making excuses. It's simple. So for me... I'm going to get back to or, or figure out a way for my family and I to have more time, purposeful time, that is similar to Shabbat. Like I said, I'm still on a high from this, just, just to be able to share this experience. It was like sitting in on a mastermind. You know, it's like sitting down with and just getting to experience you know, you know how you can hear something on YouTube or you hear an Instagram or somebody sends you an Instagram reel and you're like, yo, that makes sense. Now imagine feeling it and experiencing it. So we got to figure out different ways to continue to elevate, to establish traditions that are based on us becoming successful as families rather than customs and activities 
that are empty calories that are detrimental to us getting to where we want to get to, where we need to get to. So, everybody, I mean, feel free to look up, you know, more about Shabbat. Like I said, these are just my reflections on what Shabbat was or it, what, a, what Shabbat is and my, what my experience was. Um, but, but please feel free to dive into it, you know, ask people whatever you need to do to learn more about how we can all establish more, just better family traditions that lead us in the direction that we're looking to go. So please share this, continue sharing it. I'm sorry. I got right into it earlier. I didn't thank everybody that, you know, continues to be here with for these conversations, continues to listen, continues to engage, continues to share with your family and friends. Um, send it to some of your ops too. <laughs> Send it to everybody. Let's let's just make sure that we're having these conversations. Let's make sure that we're constantly learning, constantly elevating, growing so we can become the best versions of ourselves and be examples to the younger generations that will come after us. All right. So strength and honor, as always, onward and upward. And I, I hope y'all. My boy, my boy, Travel, he says, I hope you have the weekend. You, he says, I hope you have the day you deserve. But I hope, you know, everyone has the weekend they deserve. Um, so if you work hard, you know, if you're, if you're putting out good energy, you know, we know that that'll come back. So <sighs> let's win. All right. Big fish shit over and out. Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh -huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm